Act Three of The White Devil by John Webster. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One. Enter Francesco de' Medici and Montecelso, their chancellor and register. You have dealt discreetly to obtain the presence of all the great leger ambassadors to hear Vittoria's trial. Twas not ill, for, sir, you know we have naught but circumstances to charge her with about her husband's death. Their approbation, therefore, to the proofs of her black lust shall make her infamous to all our neighboring kingdoms. I wonder if Bracciano will be here. Oh, fie, twere impudence too palpable. Exeunt. Enter Flaminio and Marcello guarded, and a lawyer. What? Are you in by the week? So I will try now whether thy wit be close prisoner. Methinks none should sit upon thy sister but old whore-masters. Or cuckolds, for your cuckold is your most terrible tickler of lechery. Whore-masters would serve, for none are judges at tilting but those that have been old tilters. My lord duke and she have been very private. <laughs> You're a dull ass. Tis threatened they have been very public. If it can be proved they have but kissed one another. What then? My lord cardinal will ferret them. <gasps> a cardinal, I hope, will not catch conies. For to sow kisses, mark what I say, to sow kisses is to reap lechery. And I am sure a woman that will endure kissing is half one. True. Her upper part, by that rule, if you will win her nether part too, you know what follows. Hark, the ambassadors are lighted. I do put on this feigned garb of mirth to gull suspicion. Oh, my unfortunate sister! I would my dagger-point had cleft her heart when she first saw Bracciano. You, tis said, were made his engine and his stalking-horse, to undo my sister. I am a kind of path to her and mine own preferment. Your ruin. Hm. Thou art a soldier, followest the great duke, feedst his victories, as witches do their serviceable spirits, even with thy prodigal blood. What hast got? But, like the wealth of captains, a poor handful, which in thy palm thou bearest as men hold water, seeking to grip it fast, the frail reward steals through thy fingers. Sir! Thou hast scarce maintenance to keep thee in fresh chamois. Hear me! And thus, when we have even poured ourselves into great fights for their ambition or idle spleen, how shall we find reward? But as we seldom find the mistletoe sacred to physic on the builder oak without a mandrake by it, so, in our quest of gain, alas, the poorest of their forced dislikes at a limb proffers, but at heart it strikes. This is lamented doctrine come come when age shall turn thee white as a blooming hawthorn i'll interrupt you for love of virtue bear an honest heart and stride o'er every politic respect 
which where they most advance they most infect were i your father as i am your brother i should not be ambitious to leave you a better patrimony i'll think on't enter savoy ambassador <gasps> the lord ambassadors here there is a passage of the Leger ambassadors over the stage severally enter french ambassador oh my sprightly frenchman do you know him he's an admirable tilter i saw him at last tilting he showed like a pewter candlestick fashioned like a man in armour holding a tilting staff in his hand little bigger than a candle of twelve with a pound oh but he's an excellent horseman a lame one in his lofty tricks he sleeps a horseback like a poulterer enter english and spanish lo you my spaniard he carried his face in his ruff as i have seen a serving man carry glasses in a cypress hat-band <laughs> monstrous steady for fear of breaking he looks like the claw of a blackbird first salted and then broiled in a candle exeunt scene two the arraignment of vittoria enter francisco monticelso the sixth leger ambassadors Franciano, Vittoria, Zanche, Flaminio, Marcello, lawyer, and a guard. Forbear, my lord. Here is no place assigned you. This business by his holiness is left to our examination. May it thrive with you. Lays a rich gown under him. A chair there for his lordship. Forbear your kindness. An unbidden guest should travel as Dutchwomen go to church. Bear their stools with them at your pleasure sir stand to the table gentlewoman now signor fall to your plea domine judex converte oculos in hanc pestem mulierum corruptissimam what's he a lawyer that pleads against you pray my lord let him speak his usual tongue i'll make no answer else why you understand latin I do, sir. But amongst this auditory which come to hear my cause, the half or more may be ignorant in't. Go on, sir. By your favour I will not have my accusation clouded in a strange tongue. All this assembly shall hear what you can charge me with. Signor, you need not stand on it much. Pray, change your language. Oh, for God's sake, gentlewoman, your credit shall be more famous by it. Well, then, have at you. I am at the mark, sir. I'll give aim to you and tell you how near you shoot. Most literated judges, please your lordships so to connive your judgments to the view of this debauched and diversivolent woman, who such a black concatenation of mischief hath effected that to extirp the memory of it must be the consummation of her and her projections what's all this hold your peace exorbitant sins must have exulceration surely my lords this lawyer here hath swallowed some apothecary's bills or proclamations and now the hard and undigestible words come up like stones we use give hawks for physic. Why, this is Welsh to Latin. 
my lords the woman knows not her tropes nor figures nor is perfect in the academic derivation of grammatical elocution sir your pains shall be well spared and your deep eloquence be worthily applauded amongst those which understand you my good lord sir put up your papers in your fustian bag francisco speaks this as in scorn cry mercy sir tis buckram and accept my notion of your learned verbosity i most graduatically thank your lordship i shall have use for them elsewhere i shall be plainer with you and paint out your follies in more natural red and white than that upon your cheek oh you mistake you raise a blood as noble in this cheek as ever was your mother's i must spare you till proof cry whore to that observe this creature here my honoured lords a woman of most prodigious spirit in her affected my honourable lord it doth not suit a reverend cardinal to play the lawyer thus oh your trade instructs your language you see my lords what goodly fruit she seems yet like those apples travellers report to grow where sodom and gomorrah stood i will but touch her and you straight shall see she'll fall to soot and ashes your envenomed pothecary should do it i am resolved were there a second paradise to lose this devil would betray it o oh, poor charity thou art seldom found in scarlet who knows not how when several night by night her gates were choked with coaches and her rooms outbraved the stars with several kind of lights when she did counterfeit a prince's court and music banquets and most riotous surfeits this whore forsooth was holy ha whore what's that shall i expound whore to you sure i shall i'll give their perfect character they are first sweetmeats which rot the eater in man's nostrils poisoned perfumes they are cozening alchemy shipwrecks in calmest weather what are whores cold russian winters that appear so barren as if that nature had forgot the spring they are the true material fire of hell worse than those tributes in the low countries paid exactions upon meat drink garments sleep ay even on man's perdition his sin they are those brittle evidences of law which forfeit all a wretched man's estate for leaving out one syllable what are whores they are those flattering bells have all one tune at weddings and at funerals your rich whores are only treasuries by extortion filled and emptied by cursed riot they are worse worse than dead bodies which are begged at gallows and wrought upon by surgeons to teach man wherein he is imperfect what's a whore she's like the guilty counterfeited coin which whosoever first stamps it brings in trouble all that receive it this character scapes me 
you, gentlewoman, take from all beasts and from all minerals their deadly poison. Well, what then? I'll tell thee. I'll find in thee apothecary's shop to sample them all. She hath lived ill. True, but the cardinal's too bitter. You know what whore is. Next the devil adultery enters the devil murder. Your unhappy husband is dead. Oh, he's a happy husband. Now he owes nature nothing. And by a vaulting engine. An active plot. He jumped into his grave. What a prodigy was it that from some two yards' height a slender man should break his neck? In the rushes! And what's more, upon the instant lose all use of speech, all vital motion, like a man had lain wound up three days. Now mark each circumstance. And look upon this creature was his wife. She comes not like a widow. She comes armed with scorn and impudence. Is this a mourning habit? Had I foreknown his death, as you suggest, I would have bespoke my mourning. Oh, you are cunning. You shame your wit and judgment to call it so. What is my just defence by him that is my judge called impudence? Let me appeal, then, from this Christian court to the uncivil Tartar. See, my lords, she scandals our proceedings. Humbly thus, thus low to the most worthy and respected leger ambassadors, my modesty and womanhood I tender. But withal so entangled in a cursed accusation, that my defence of force like Perseus must personate masculine virtue, to the point. Find me but guilty. Sever head from body will part good friends. I scorn to hold my life at yours or any man's entreaty, sir. She hath a brave spirit. Well, well, such counterfeit jewels make true ones oft suspected. You are deceived. For know that all your strict combined heads which strike against this mine of diamonds shall prove but glass and hammers. They shall break. These are but feigned shadows of my evils. Terrify babes, my lords, with painted devils. I am past such needless palsy. For your names of whore and murderess they proceed from you as if a man should spit against the wind. The filth returns in space. Pray you, mistress, satisfy me one question. Who lodged beneath your roof that fatal night your husband broke his neck? That question enforceth me break silence. I was there. Your business? Why, I came to comfort her and take some course for settling her estate, because I heard her husband was in debt to you, my lord. He was. And twas strangely feared that you would cousin her. Who made you overseer? Why, my charity, my charity, which should flow from every generous and noble spirit, to orphans and to widows. Your lust. <laughs> Cowardly dogs bark loudest. Sir, a priest, I'll talk with you hereafter, do you hear? The sword you frame of such an excellent temper, I'll sheathe in your own bowels. There are a number of thy coat resemble your common post, boys. Ha! Huh. Your mercenary post, boys, 
your letters carry truth but tis your guise to fill your mouths with gross and impudent lies my lord your gown thou liest twas my stool bestowed upon thy master that will challenge the rest of the household stuff for bracciano was ne'er so beggarly to take a stool out of another's lodging let him make valance on his bed for it or a demi footcloth for his most reverend moil monticelso nemo meum tune lacessit exit your champion's gone the wolf may pray the better my lord there's great suspicion of the murder but no sound proof who did it for my part i do not think she hath a soul so black to act a deed so bloody if she have as in cold countries husbandmen plant vines and with warm blood manure them even so one summer she will bear unsavoury fruit and ere next spring wither both branch and root the act of blood let pass only descend to matters of incontinence i discern poison under your gilded pills now the duke's gone i will produce a letter wherein twas plotted he and you should meet at an apothecary's summer-house down by the river tiber view't my lords where after wanton bathing and the heat of a lascivious banquet i pray read it i shame to speak the rest grant i was tempted temptation to lust proves not the act casta est quam nemo rogavit you read his hot love to me but you want my frosty answer frost i the dog days strange condemn you me for that the duke did love me so may you blame some fair and crystal river for that some melancholic distracted man hath drowned himself in't truly drowned indeed sum up my faults i pray and you shall find that beauty and gay clothes a merry heart and a good stomach to feast are all all the poor crimes that you can charge me with in faith my lord you might go pistol flies the sport would be more noble very good but take your course it seems you've beggared me first and now would fain undo me i have houses jewels and a poor remnant of crusados would those would make you charitable if the devil did ever take good shape behold his picture you have one virtue left you will not flattered me who brought this letter i am not compelled to tell you my lord duke sent to you a thousand ducats the twelfth of august twas to keep your cousin from prison i paid use for it i rather think twas interest for his lust who says so but yourself if you be my accuser pray cease to be my judge come from the bench give in your evidence gainst me and let these be moderators my lord cardinal were your intelligencing ears as loving as to my thoughts had you an honest tongue i would not care though you proclaimed them all go to go to after your goodly and vainglorious banquet i'll give you a choke pear are your own grafting you were born in venice honourably descended from the vitelli twas my cousin's fate ill may i name the hour to marry you he bought you of your father ha 
he spent there in six months twelve thousand ducats and to my acquaintance received in dowry with you not one julio twas a hard pennyworth the wear being so light i yet but draw the curtain now to your picture you came from thence a most notorious strumpet and so you have continued my lord nay hear me you shall have time to prate my lord bracciano alas i make but repetition of what is ordinary and rialto talk and balloted and would be played o the stage but that vice many times finds such loud friends that preachers are charmed silent you gentlemen flaminio and marcello the court hath nothing now to charge you with only you must remain upon your sureties for your appearance i stand for marcello and my lord duke for me for you vittoria your public fault joined to the condition of the present time takes from you all the fruits of noble pity such a corrupted trial have you made both of your life and beauty and been styled no less an ominous fate than blazing stars to princes hear your sentence you are confined unto a house of convertites and your bawd aside who i the moor aside oh i am a sound man again a house of convertites what's that a house of penitent whores do the noblemen in rome erect it for their wives that i am sent to lodge there you must have patience i must first have vengeance i fain would know if you have your salvation by patent that you proceed thus away with her take her hence a rape a rape how yes you have ravished justice forced her to do your pleasure fie she's mad die with those pills in your most cursed maw should bring you health or while you sit at the bench let your own spittle choke you she's turned fury that the last day of judgment may so find you and leave you the same devil you were before instruct me some good horse-leech to speak treason for since you cannot take my life for deeds take it for words a woman's poor revenge which dwells but in the tongue i will not weep no i do scorn to call up one poor tear to fawn on your injustice bear me hence into this house of what's your mitigating title of convertites it shall not be a house of convertites my mind shall make it honester to me than the pope's palace and more peaceable than thy soul though thou art a cardinal know this and let it somewhat raise your spite through darkness diamonds spread their richest light exit enter bracciano now you and i are friends sir we'll shake hands in a friend's grave together a fit place being the emblem of soft peace to atone our hatred sir what's the matter i will not chase more blood from that loved cheek you have lost too much already fare you well exit how strange these words sound what's the interpretation aside good this is a preface to the discovery of the duchess's death he carries it well 
because now I cannot counterfeit a whining passion for the death of my lady, I will feign a mad humour for the disgrace of my sister, and that will keep off idle questions. Treason's tongue have a villainous palsy in it. I will talk to any man, hear no man, and for a time appear a politic madman. Enter Giovanni and Count Lodovico. How now, my noble cousin, what, in black? Yes, uncle, I was taught to imitate you in virtue, and you must imitate me in colours of your garments. My sweet mother is— How? Where? Is there. No, yonder. Indeed, sir, I'll not tell you, for I shall make you weep. Is dead? Do not blame me now. I did not tell you so. Dead? Blessed lady, thou art now above thy woes. Wilt please your lordships to withdraw a little. What do the dead do, uncle? Do they eat, hear music, go a-hunting, and be merry as we that live? No, cuz, they sleep. Lord, Lord, that I were dead! I have not slept these six nights. When do they wake? When God shall please. Good God, let her sleep ever! For I have known her wake an hundred nights, when all the pillow where she laid her head was brine-wet with her tears. I am to complain to you, sir. I'll tell you how they have used her now she's dead. They wrapped her in a cruel fold of lead, and would not let me kiss her. Thou didst love her. I have often heard her say she gave me suck, and it should seem by that she dearly loved me, since princes seldom do it. Oh, all of my poor sister that remains. Take him away, for God's sake. Exit Giovanni. How now, my lord? Believe me, I am nothing but her grave, and I shall keep her blessed memory longer than thousand epitaphs. Exeunt. Scene three. Enter Flaminio as distracted, Marcello and Lodovico. We endure the strokes like anvils or hard steel, till pain itself makes us no pain to feel. Who shall do me right now? Is this the end of service? I'd rather go weed, garlic, travail through France and be my own ostler, wear sheepskin linings or shoes that stink of blacking, be entered into the list of the forty thousand peddlers in Poland. Enter Savoy Ambassador. Would I had rotted in some surgeon's house at Venice, built up on the pox as well as on piles, ere I had served. Bracciano. You must have comfort. Your comfortable words are like honey. They relish well in your mouth that's whole, but in mine that's wounded they go down as if the sting of the bee were in them. Oh, they have wrought their purpose cunningly, as if they would not seem to do it of malice. In this a politician imitates the devil, as the devil imitates a cannon. Wheresoever he comes to do mischief, he comes with his backside towards you. Enter French Ambassador. The proofs are evident. Proof? Twas corruption. O gold, what a god art thou, and O man, what a devil art thou to be tempted by that cursed mineral. Your diversivalent lawyer, mark him. Knaves turn informers as maggots turn to flies. 
you may catch gudgeons with either. A cardinal? I would he would hear me. There's nothing so holy but money will corrupt and putrefy it like victual under the line. Enter English ambassador. You are happy in England, my lord. Here they sell justice with those weights they press men to death with. Oh, horrible salary! Fie, fie, Flaminio. Bells ne'er ring well till they are at their full pitch. And I hope yon cardinal shall never have the grace to pray well till he come to the scaffold. If they were racked now to know the confederacy. But your noblemen are privileged from the rack, and well may, for a little thing would pull some of them a pieces before they came to their arraignment. Religion, oh, how it is co-meddled with policy! The first blood shed in the world happened about religion. Who would I were a Jew? Oh, there are too many. You are deceived. There are not Jews enough, priests enough, nor gentlemen enough. How? I'll prove it. For if there were Jews enough, so many Christians would not turn usurers. If priests enough, one should not have six benefices. And if gentlemen enough, so many early mushrooms, whose best growth sprang from a dunghill, should not aspire to gentility. Farewell. Let others live by begging. Be thou one of them practice the art of Walner in England, to swallow all's given thee, and yet let one purgation make thee as hungry again as fellows that work in a saw-pit. I'll go hear the screech-owl. Exit. This was Bracciano's pander, and tis strange that in such open and apparent guilt of his adulterous sister he dare utter so scandalous a passion. I must wind him. Re-enter Flaminio. How dares this banished count return to Rome his pardon not yet purchased? I have heard the deceased duchess gave him pension, and that he came along from Padua in the train of the young prince. There's somewhat in't. Physicians that cure poisons still do work with counter-poisons. Mark this strange encounter. The god of melancholy turn thy gall to poison, and let the stigmatic wrinkles in thy face, like to the boisterous waves in a rough tide, one still overtake another. I do thank thee, and I do wish ingeniously for thy sake the dog days all year long. How croaks the raven? Is our good duchess dead? Dead. O oh, fate! Misfortune comes like the coroner's business, huddle upon huddle. Shalt thou and I join housekeeping? Yes, content. Let's be unsociably sociable sit some three days together and discourse only with making faces lie in our clothes with faggots for our pillows and be lousy in taffeta linings that's genteel melancholy sleep all day yes and like your melancholic hair feed after midnight enter antonelli and gasparo we are observed. See how yon couple grieve. What a strange creature is a laughing fool. 
as if man were created to no use but only to show his teeth i'll tell thee what it would do well instead of looking-glasses to set one's face each morning by a saucer of a witch's congealed blood precious rogue we'll never part never till the beggary of courtiers the discontent of churchmen want of soldiers and all the creatures that hang manacled worse than strappadoed on the lowest felly of fortune's wheel be taught in our two lives to scorn that world which life of means deprives my lord i bring good news the pope on his deathbed at the earnest suit of the great duke of florence hath signed your pardon and restored unto you oh i thank you for your news look up again flaminio see my pardon why do you laugh there was no such condition in our covenant <laughs> why you shall not seem a happier man than i you know our vow sir if you'll be merry do it in a like posture as if some great man sat while his enemy were executed though it be very lechery unto thee do it with a crabbed politician's face your sister is a damnable whore ha oh, look you i spake that laughing dost ever think to speak again <laughs> do you hear wilt sell me forty ounces of her blood to water a mandrake poor lord you did vow to live a lousy creature yes like one that had forever forfeited the daylight by being in debt <laughs> i do not greatly wonder you do break your lordship learned it long since but i'll tell you what and shall stick by you <laughs> i long for it this laughter scurvily becomes your face if you will not be melancholy be angry strikes him see now i laugh too <laughs> you are to blame i'll force you hence unhand me exeunt marcello and flaminio but ere i should be forced to write myself upon a panda my lord who had been as good met with his fist a thunderbolt how this shows odds death how did my sword miss him <sighs> these rogues that are most weary of their lives still scape the greatest dangers a pox upon him all his reputation nay all the goodness of his family is not worth half this earthquake i learned it of no fencer to shake thus come i'll forget him and go drink some wine <laughs> excellent end of act three